Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast with you on a weekly basis. We come out on Tuesdays. Hopefully you are getting this in a timely manner whenever, wherever you may be in this wonderful world that we all inhabit. And who inhabits the world with me is my co-star, Mr. Adam Beebe, the professor. How are you, sir? Co-star, wow, man, I feel elevated uh, and for that. Uh, but you, uh, that would make you my co-star as well, uh, Mister Smiling Sensei Barry Johnston. I am doing well, thank you very much. How are things in your neck of the woods, man? Oh, dude, you know me, man. Everything's uh, fairly normal and just uh, as it goes, you know. Right. Nothing crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just average. Yeah. Stuff from week to week, you know. Right. Um, I, I I locked myself. I found myself locked into a uh, underground parking garage. Amazing! This is amazing. Uh, <laughs> in, in in a uh, in, in, in my delivery job cap, uh, capacity, uh, I went. They, this place had a um, so I had an underground parking garage, which you which was gated. You had to had a code to get in it, right? But I didn't go through there. Yeah. I went through the door upstairs and there's a code uh, uh like a little button uh that i you know the or the, the an app that allows me to get into the building okay uh legally yeah. i should say <laughs> it's not some kind it's of all above board app, but man yeah, yeah yeah uh so anyway i go in and uh i have to i'm like trying to figure out where you know this package room is and then i find uh the package room is in uh a room uh, off of the uh, the the parking garage, okay, um, which is again it's the underground parking garage, yeah, that is um, this you know high rise kind of uh, dorm type building, okay. And so I go in and um, I use the key to get it, the app key to get into the front door, then in the second the second door, then then into the uh, garage to get into the package room finally oh, okay. and so right. then i'm done so i swipe and i turn around and i walk to get out and i'm just and i'm like you know i pull at the door and it's locked oh no and i'm like oh <laughs> uh, so i try to open up the app to get to see if i can pull up the uh the code no service you know the key things is no no the service oh, was fine okay <laughs> service was fine okay it's just i couldn't get back because i already marked it done so i couldn't oh, go oh no yeah so now i'm turning around and oh, i'm looking around out and it's just kind of like somewhere between you know um like 
the start of many any kind of horror movie <laughs> and Seinfeld episode. Okay, okay. You know? Yeah. And there's nobody around, yeah. which is good, you know, because then, but I don't want anything coming out of, you know, I mean, there's not a whole lot of cars here, so, like, but it's it's like the size of, like, ha- it's like 50, it seems like it's 50 yards long in oh, a, just okay. a, a concrete box. <laughs> and so, finally, uh, I was able to call... Uh, the the driver support line uh, and get help, but I mean I was in there wow. for you know, and it, I was I was just like and I didn't start panicking or anything yeah yeah because yeah. I was just like befuddled uh, how that uh, I mean I don't find it completely unusual uh, that I find myself in that situation uh, knowing myself, but it was just you know at the same time I was befuddled and how I was there and how, how I was going. How get long out. were you in there? Oh, I was probably in there. I mean, close to ten minutes. But, okay. Okay. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Longer. It seemed longer. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you 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 came out. You I uh, got out. Yep. You uh you uh. I adjusted my eyes to the light <laughs> of the real of the sun. Oh, I and the love real world. It. I was no longer oh, in the I track love it. The, I love that the mole man. So has that happened before? There. Is this a common occurrence, or is this like? I mean, a- you know, I mean, you let me getting locked in places. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Myself. Oh, yeah, no, definitely, dude. Oh, okay, I mean, okay, no, okay. I, and I'm not talking about just on the, as on the job. I'm just talking about in life, yeah, where yeah. I just I just, locked out. You know, yeah, I just stumble into like you know, dude. I one like one day I locked my keys in my car with the car running. Oh no, twice. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Locksmith? Did you have to call a locksmith? Uh, AAA, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, does I, that does that affect your time on the job? Like when you're uh, no, this, no, no, this was dude. That was this was before. Okay, okay, this, okay, that okay, was okay. Before that was okay. like probably fifteen years ago. Okay, okay. you know, like I <laughs> yeah. I locked my keys in my car with the car running. Oh, that sucks. And uh, I I called AAA, and then I drove about a mile or two down the road to. Uh, um, this uh, to go eat dinner, uh, and uh, I got out of my car, and I was just thinking about it and just laughing at it, and it wasn't wasn't and wasn't thinking about the what I should have been doing, yeah, uh, which was turning off my keys, right? When I put it in park, turning off the keys, pulling them out, getting out, and putting it in my pocket, uh. I just put it in park, got out, and shut the door, and then I realized. Oh man, you know I locked my keys in my car again <laughs> with it running. So, oh man! Uh, the same guy came and opened it for That's me. That's <laughs> great. That's great. Hey, how you doing? All good, man. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And how's this? Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, we don't see you a third time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's well, great. Well, so here's the thing. And that from that point on, uh, this is that is the point on to where I started carrying. Uh, I I have. I have two keys. Oh, okay. I have two car keys on me, uh, especially with, now that I got the fobs and everything. Yeah. But I always have one uh, that I put in my uh, in my left pocket. Smart. And then for my right pocket. <laughs> smart, smart man. Double up, triple up. That's great. <laughs> oh, I think the only person to get us 
to the next level at this point is our friend Mark, and uh, he's got some amazing stories. He he blew me away with his oh, background, and uh, I can't wait to get to uh, to his stuff. That's right. Mark Smith is our guest today, and we became fast friends, and we had uh, lots of laughs, and he has great stories, and he's a great personality and a great person, and uh, we talked for probably half an hour before we even started recording, which is rare. Uh, We usually talk about five, ten minutes um, to get to know each other, but we ended up just going in uh, with Mark. And uh, But Mark was a professional wrestler, uh, and that's uh, part of his weird story of his unusual life. And he's had so many great stories from back in his day in the ring, but also from uh, what he's done in his life afterwards. Uh, and uh, like I said, we had a lot of laughs and a lot of like memories from when we were little kids yeah. Uh, yeah. and really into wrestling and everything. So we hope you enjoyed this uh, as much as we enjoyed uh, laughing and talking with Mark. So uh, joining us from the volunteer state of Tennessee is Mark. Mark, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? My friend is from the Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> uh, well, uh, my strange story. My strange story is my life. Because how can a person from a small country town pumping gas watching TV, saying, one day I'm going to be on that little booger. And guess what? It actually happened. I made my living laying on my back, and no, I'm not talking about pornography. Okay? (laughs) No. I made my living by uh, getting the snot beat out of me and then shaking people's hands afterwards. (laughs) Am I crazy? Absolutely. (laughs) You're our kind of crazy. We love it. Yes, indeed. We love it. (laughs) But I am from the Tennessee state, originally from the state of Georgia. I'm not a Ritz. I'm not a soda. But, yes, I'm a cracker. (laughs) 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 All right, guys. Y'all going to shut me up. I can go like this. That's great. That's great. That's great. That's great. Well, we've already got – we've got pre-rolling – we got a little bit of a taste of your uh, of your history, and it's fantastic, and it's so interesting. So uh, I can't wait to see where we go with this, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, seeing that you're paying me so well to be on here tonight, <laughs> <laughs> it checks in the mail. <laughs> and and my my my, my, and, uh, my nudes are all in the in, in the email. So <laughs> all right, thank you. <laughs> well, guys, yeah, uh, it's it's been a wild ride. I've been a guy that I can say I've been fortunate to probably live two, maybe three lives in one. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm I'm the original combo, not the cracker. I'm the original combo. I think I uh, was actually raised. Uh, I'm 57. I'm 57, 
uh, years old. Sorry, guys, uh, in TV land or radio land, I had to uh, cross my eyes to count. <laughs> and so that's what happens when you've been in the wrestling business and you've had over 30 concussions. So, but I was raised in the, born in 66, so I was raised understanding what was going on in the 70s, early 70s. Just to let you know the kind of things that I saw in the early 70s around the area that I lived in, there was a gentleman in 1972 running for the state Senate of Georgia. uh, I'm sorry, the United States Senate on behalf of the state of Georgia. This man, a well-known racist, within 30 seconds, and you can see his rants on YouTube today, used the N-word eight times in 30 seconds. And that he was allowed to put that on TV. Wow. I saw the KKK in our Christmas uh, commercials and our parades. Wow. And I can honestly say I knew I knew who they were. Mm. Wow. But I did not know that. And and my own father. Watching the Atlanta Braves, uh, that uh, uh, I'm a big Braves fan, being from Georgia, and understanding the reality and the way that he was brought up, or I, I, I shouldn't say reality. Well, yeah, it, it was reality. No matter yeah. how bad it was, it was reality. Uh, there were one or two players on the Braves that every time, I mean, every time they would come up to bat, he'd say, boy, he looks like a good cotton picker. Yeah. Now we don't think about that kind of stuff. That wasn't that many years ago. No, yeah. not at all. But how does a how does a kid hearing that, seeing all that stuff, seeing those TV commercials, end up having ten children? Us. Uh, wait, no. Well, that includes a couple of my in laws. Eight children. Five by adoption, and actually three races within the same household. Wow. That's amazing. I've got a son who's African-American. I've got got a daughter who's uh, Native American Indian. We've got Caucasian, and I've got sons that are Hispanic. Wow. So we, and you know what's so strange is we still walk in. And this is this is this shows you. I guess there's always going to be a root of evil in society because there are times that we still can walk into a store, and you know what? It's usually I'm going to be quite honest. It's normally by senior citizens. Uh huh. We get a hate look. Yeah. Yeah. And. If they were raised that way and never taught, and if that individual was raised that way and never taught any better, hey man, I can understand it, okay. But I, I think in the, in today's society, we've uh, gotten more and more aware that we should understand people are people. That's right. Yeah. So now, you, a strange story, weird story, a kid growing up from there ends up. Being having a large interracial family, that's not supposed to really happen when you think about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's the other weird story you asked? 
with a very quiet voice because nobody else heard it. Uh, <laughs> what's the other strange story? I work in a gas station, family-owned business. I began just you haul you you haul the old trailer hitches that would yep. clamp onto metal yep. bumpers. Yep. Uh, just started curling them, doing reverse curls. I began picking up uh, car top carriers by myself. Wow. Pulling the six by twelve tandem U-Haul trailers, you know, uh, anywhere from fifty to one hundred and fifty. No, about about one hundred twenty feet, and by myself. Wow. Enough to where I again noticing, man, I got a like a a thirty eight to forty inch waist and a fifty six inch fifty four fifty six inch chest. That's, that's and of all things, big. a fellow I went to school with, Mark Scarpa. Now, guys, y'all might, might not know who that is, but in in uh, satellite land, how we are today, or whatever kind of land we're in, uh, Mark Scarpa wrestled as Mark Young. Mark Young was the son of Chief J. Strongbow, the famous WWWF. Mm-hmm. We're talking wrestling for Vince Senior, right? Wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! And the Senior Booker under Vince Vince Junior. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I've actually gone to their house and seen Andre the Giant there. Wow! wow. Andre is one of my favorites. Uh, I think he's a lot of people's favorites. Yeah, but, uh, I think he was just. I think Andre transcends everything. Just and just as a uh, as a human being, I mean, he like literally larger than life. You know, oh. everything. Every story you hear about Andre, yeah, is and what, just amazing. And what what a hard life the guy had. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, do you know how he has? He used to have to do number two. This is for real. Do you know? I how? can't even imagine. He would have to do it in a bathtub of the mm. hotel and run the water all night to dissolve it. Wow. wow. There was no toilet big enough, bless right. his heart. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What was it like seeing him for the first time? Uh that it's when he had the big bushy hair. Love that. Okay? Love that era. Yeah. And he was probably 425, 430, pretty, pretty fit. Okay. Yeah. It's when you wore so the big. all blue. You remember where yeah, you were? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the era. Okay. Wow. Uh, he walked, he would, he would look at you. He would look at you just like you were a picture. He would look at you. And if you said, hello, sir, it's a pleasure to meet you. You know, in that, Almost mumble French accent he had yeah. because it was so and it was so deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello, hello, son. How are you? <laughs> or, 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 you know, he did call. He, I did hear him when me and Mark were in the room one time. He did say, "Boss." <laughs> there you go. But you know, uh, he would have to sit on a love seat by himself. Mm-hmm. But a sweet guy. Thing is, he did not want you to play a gimmick around him. And yeah, I, you know, like Iron Sheik, 
and Shiki and I have traveled together. Okay, we've rented a car and traveled together. Wow. And me, him, Greg, Evan, Greg Evans, and Dwayne Bruce. Remember Sergeant Betty Lee Parker, Dwayne Bruce? They call him Sarge. Yeah. He was a trainer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, Shiki, in a way, he kind of carried his own the gimmick all the time. Not near like Randy Savage or somebody. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But he's still a little. I don't think Andre liked that. I think Andre just wanted you to respect him, be kind. And if you were not the beer guy on a, on a trip or whatever, but if you were just there with Andre and let's say you were going to get something to drink, sir, could I get you something? He would respect you for that. He he would really appreciate it. Yeah, because you weren't wanting anything from him. Yeah, sure. Yeah. A lot of people that Andre didn't like were people that were kind of full of themselves. He didn't like he didn't like people that were full of themselves. Yeah, and is, I think I think that's why him and Mass Superstar Bill Eady worked together so well. It was because Bill's a gem of a guy. Mm. You know, one of a demolition, you know, mm-hmm. Bill yeah. Eady. Yeah. Bill's a great guy. Super kind. And so Andre just didn't like BS. Let's just say it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And if he could sit down and just be quiet and you could be quiet with him. And maybe you've got a similar thing. And you just make a comment every once in a while, and he'll make a comment to him. That was a great time. He didn't have to be he, – he did not have to be a party all the time. Right, right. Like other guys we know that are known <laughs> for, yeah. you know, all their drinking and different other things. Sure, and sure. Andre didn't have to have it. I mean, Andre didn't have to – he didn't have to put on a show. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's why he was so settled living in that on that farm in uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Sure, I think Adam. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't your dad take us to go see Andre the Giant, Kamala, the Iron Sheik? I think that was one of the one of the it, matches that we went to go see. Yeah, it may be. It sounds leaping Lanny right. Papo. Yeah, I know we saw JYD. Um, yeah, JYD. My wife, we've been married now 31 years. Mm-hmm. We had just been been married, I want to say, two and a half, maybe two, two and a half years. We were walking through a Walmart, and I ran into, into Sylvester. And I said, dog. And he started, he started, he thought I was a fan at first, didn't recognize me. My hair was different and everything. He went, hey, buddy, hey, how you doing, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I said, dog, yeah, we used to work together. He says, what you talking about? <laughs> I said, uh, we we worked. We worked under Jody. He said, you know Miss Mary? I said, yeah. Been to their house. I said, I worked at such and such. such a, Man, it's good to see you, bro. And then just start out <laughs> hunting, you know. Introducing my wife, Brenda. And she, she loved him as a kid. Yeah. So that was a thrill for Brenda. That's cool. But... 
such a nice guy. Yeah. He just had that drug problem. Bless his heart. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, that's, I mean, the more we learn more, uh, as you know, as kids, we had no clue. We were, they were just, you know, superheroes in real life, you guys, you know, but then as you're an adult, you, you find out more about, you know, behind the, uh, the curtain, uh, you know, beyond the mat that, you know, these guys, you guys are all your real people. Um, and you know, there are some of that are just jerks, you know, off stage as well as on, you know, or, or, you know, some people who are just gentle giants and just, you know, or just really solid, good people. And, you know, Hey, everybody has, uh, you know, their own crosses to bear and, and everybody's got, you know, they're, it's not, an, it's not, um, it does. It's not surprising with the amount of uh, stress that professional athletes uh, and professional wrestlers uh, put your bodies through. That there's not that there's you know people having issues with drugs and abuse yeah. Yeah. of substance yeah. to uh, self regulate um, mentally, but also physically. It's not. It's not surprising, but it's just. It's sad that it's you know it gets when he does get out of hand uh, and takes over a life. So, you know, when uh, I, when I read the, when I read, when I wrote the book wrestling with demons, uh, I put in there my, the mistake that put me in the deepest hole in my life because it caused me to be a horses, you know what, and mm-hmm. to everybody and made me think I was something that I wasn't. And it destroyed my innocence or, or any innocence that I did have. Okay. Yeah. Let me say it that way. The worst mistake a professional wrestler can have is if they say, I'm the wrestler Mark Smith, instead of saying, I'm Mark Smith, a guy that wrestled. Right. Now, you hear there's a big difference in that. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Boy, that first one will screw you up like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about the egos and everything, uh, but we are just human. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to get full of yourself. I mean, look, uh, you know, The fans were smart. They knew where we were coming out of. Now, I actually, uh, three, four months ago, I have a son with uh, one of the ones that we adopted. He's he's high-functioning, but he's got autism. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he always wanted to see Ray Mysterio. Where they, they were coming down to Huntsville. And so I took him down there. And I looked, I saw where the trucks were positioned. I said, that's where they're coming out of right there. I said, uh, and we parked close to it. I said, maybe you'll see somebody. Sammy Zane and Kevin Owens came out, and they were the sweetest people. They were just so kind. They understood. Oh, my gosh. That's cool. And uh, I I enjoyed it. In fact, it was so strange. I looked at Sammy. I said, uh, Sammy, I'm just curious. Who trained you? He looked at me. He says, you're a promoter, aren't you? <laughs> I said, no, Sammy, I'm not. 
man, I and I told him a few people. I told him about Jody Hamilton and different ones. He says, "Oh my gosh!" So to a fan to shake my hand and we shook hands and everything for a second just ultimate just a super super sweet guy and uh in fact it was the going into the week it was the sunday after bray white passed away oh wow okay well of course i wrestled mike rotunda yeah when he was part of the varsity club it was he the steiners Steve Wee, Doctor Death, Steve Williams. Oh my God! I was just thinking. I was just thinking about him the other day, Doctor Death. He was an Oklahoma guy. Oh yeah, he he, yeah, he, 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 a he wrestled and I think played football. For That's it. right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Right, he would yep. come out the Boomer sooner. I loved yeah, him so much. Man. I love yep. that mask, dude. Oh my God. Yeah, Jr. Uh, would well brought him in. But also, like you know, was one of his biggest friends and advocates in in, in wrestling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, Vince Russo ruined him his career from out Steve Williams and yeah. WWE. I guess it was WWF still. I'm not sure when they had that brawl for all. I think it was still WWF when they so. did the brawl for all. I. I um, it, Jim Ross has a really has a good podcast full of uh, you know I mean he's he was he's still in wrestling has been for you know fifty years yeah. or whatever and he's just tons of great stories um, and uh, yeah the, he I, there's one that he talked a lot about uh, Doctor Doctor Jeff Steve Williams and of course and, he uh, passed away with cancer mm-hmm. yep yeah and he was I think living near Shreveport okay if I'm yeah. correct. Uh, the now Jim Ross. Last time I talked to him, it's been about three years ago. I thanked him. I thanked him because he was kind. He he always called my matches well, and I had something I wanted need to talk to him about. And Barry, what's his name in New York, who's an agent for several of them, uh. Was it Barry? No, it was Marcus Dupree. Oh, that, Marcus Dupree. Uh, Marcus Dupree that connected us. Okay, because oh, okay. I I was talking to Marcus and I said, by the way, since you're 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 all Oklahoma guys, have you talked to Jim? Ever? He oh, said, yeah, that's his number. I said, well, could you talk to Jim? I needed I wanted to ask him something. So hey, he gave he. Called Jim, and within 24 hours, I had Jim's number. You know, and uh, I really, I really like Jim. He treated people good. Also, Jim is the kind of man that, and he said this to me. He said, "If, if you're going to do a business venture or anything like that," he said, uh, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do, I'll." be a face for you or you know we were talking of course compens- something compensated yeah right that he said yeah i'll you know just call barry what's his name up in new york forget the guy's name now and he said i'll do it just as long as you know you don't do anything that would hurt the business i said miss jim i'm probably one of the few that if somebody wants to fight 
start talking to me about how fake it is. Because I got, I got the, yeah, I got yeah. the uh, concussions. Right. I've got broken bones, and I've got the uh, artificial joints to prove sure. it's not fake. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Being predetermined and fake are two different things. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Right. You think yeah. about a movie. The movie is a script. Mm-hmm. It's scripted, right? A yeah. movie is scripted. Yep. Does that mean what the stunt people do is any less dangerous? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's. it's so, I'm very. It, yeah. uh, I, I can get off pretty bad on people that do that. Yeah. And uh, last guy that did it to me, I just gave him a chop right in the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he he teared up real bad. I said, "Hey." If it's fake, that wasn't supposed to work. Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. It orchestrated or uh, choreographed violence. It's, it's a dance. You know, that's what it always, as I grew up, it, it, that's kind of what I looked at it as. It's a it's a dance, but, you know, it's, it, it's, it is a performance, uh, you know, and that's what's so incredible about it because it's more than just the athletics. It's knowing how to move in the ring. It's knowing how to move with the other person, uh, whether you know them or not. It's, you know, it's right. having that awareness. Yeah. And it, it, that's a special kind of, well, it is it is a special kind of athlete and performer that has to do it. And it is real because, you know. And, and you have to read the audience at the same yeah. time. Right. It, yeah. Now you know how to like pull punches. You know how to make things look worse than they are, obviously. But still, getting slammed to the mat, you're getting slammed to the mat. Yeah, that's no joke. Yeah, accidentally taking an elbow to your face and getting cut up. You know, you know the hard way. It's still mm-hmm. getting, you know, still getting cut up. You know, I mean, exactly. now, obviously, there's the there's yeah. there's you know, people know now about the a lot of the slights and yeah. Uh, drawing but, color. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My my but, question to you is, if we go back to when this all first started, were you a, a, a natural athlete, or did you have to really work at it? Believe it or not, I was pretty natural because two months. Well, let me say it this way: I was in a very bad car accident two months before. I had, I was supposed to be reporting spring training for the Atlanta Braves. Wow. Uh, I had the Braves, the Pirates, the Cubs, and the Padres. Wow. What position? Pitcher. I had a 94-mile-an-hour wow. fastball. Damn, dude. Jeez. You're blowing my mind, man. <laughs> like, And I just want to say that Marcus Dupree is like – in my fantasy, he's on my greatest of all time college athletes. The dude was, it cannot be overstated how amazing that guy was. And I got to see him in person play. I was like five years old. My dad took me to the game. He's a hoss, man. Oh, my God. And could he move, dude? He could move like a little guy, but he was Massive. He was six, what, three, four? He weighed 200 at one point in time, 250. And actually, believe it or not, he started wrestling on weekends. Did he really? Uh huh. Wow. How yeah. was he as a wrestler? Uh, he knew how to use his size, of course. You know, his knees, he had so many surgeries. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, his surgeries is really what ended his career. 
But yeah, he's tall, like you said. He's thick. Yeah, he's huge. Uh, he had some belly on him. Nothing like Sugar Bear Harris. Nothing like Sugar Bear. And but for the listeners, that's Kamala. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I love Kamala too. Kamala had some belly. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you what, Sugar Bear was the sweetest fella. Mm-hmm. I always heard that. As he well. could move. He could move. He's a he was a devout Christian. In fact, you can find it if somebody wants to hear it. He can do. He can actually sing Christian blues. Wow. And it's on YouTube. Wow. Is he still with us? No. Okay. Uh, Coco Beware helped get him a wheelchair, a motorized wheelchair, because it got to the point where Sugar Bear lost both legs. Wow. Diabetes or something? Yeah. Okay. Because Sugar Bear made, made better money truck driving than he did wrestling. Wow. That blows my mind. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he'd go wrestle somebody. He'd be against them in a match. They'd get a $40,000 payoff for that match. He may walk away with five. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. He talks about it. Yeah. Was 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 King Kong Bundy also a truck driver? Uh, I don't know if Chris was or not. That for some Chris reason I want to say a, that, but he was a Chris was a funny guy. He was funny, he was good, he knew how to work the crowd and yeah, he did. what what just tickles me about Chris is listening to Ed O'Neill, you know, who played Al Bundy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Because you know, he made occurrences on Appearances on Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Children. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ed O'Neill cr- would get cracked up. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like nobody's business. <laughs> and um I'm sure it, I'm sure uh uh Al Bundy wished uh Chris had played for Polk Kai as well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That but yeah, yeah. um uh, you know you've got You've got some great guys that uh, Sugar Bear, super, super kind man. And I'll tell you what, uh, somebody else who was very kind. uh, Now, once the Razor Ramon stuff hit, I don't know. But I knew Scott Hall, worked with Scott. When he left Vern at AWA and came to the NWA, mm. and because uh, he worked out in Atlanta, and uh, we were going to do a run in, in uh, let's see, it was Flair and Funk, Flair and Funk. They were gonna, they were running their angle where Flair was a baby face and all Jody Hamilton and them told me that, Hey, we want you to run in and try to break them up. Well, they tell me where to go. I'm there. And there's Scott Hall. First time I ever met him. He still was running the cowboy gimmick mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. yeah. I go, Hey, how you doing? I, I'm 
seen you working for Vern. You're great, man. Well, thank, well, thanks, man. Appreciate it. You know, got that deep voice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I said, now we're supposed to run in. What are we going to do? Can you explain it to me so I know? Uh, I don't know. They just told me to run in. We're going to go in there and get the crap beat out of us. That's all I know. (laughs) Let's go do it, man. We wait on our cue. But I had a chance of meeting Cody Hall about six months ago. And uh, I told him, I said, I really enjoyed working with your father. And Cody got really straight-faced. He said, where do you work with him? And I told him. And I told him what we would do when we went out for drinks and stuff and told him about that little story about running out on somebody. And he uh, he got kind of quiet and he, he he kept trying to say, he, he, he said a couple times, he says, well, sounds like my daddy was trying to bully a little bit. I said, I never took anything he did as a bully. I thought he was hilarious. We were laughing. Yeah. He said, really? I said, yeah. And it was, it was neat seeing Cody's eyes kind of open up. I'm not sure if he was seeing him in a different light, but he was kind of opening up. It was a joy to meet this kid. This is a great kid. Yeah. And uh, I said, hey, when I worked with your daddy, there weren't cell phones. So can you stand in for him? He said, hell yeah. So I got the picture. In fact, I'll send it to y'all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That'd be great. He stood behind me and he says, this is for dad and did the two sweet. Nice. 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 That's awesome. And that same night, I got to yeah. really have some good conversation with Brian Pillman Jr. In fact, wow. Jr. Uh, sent me Merry Christmas on Christmas Day. Nice. Sweet. And uh, he told me, he, he wrote something very beautiful on uh, Instagram. He said, I've always heard of angels and different things. I didn't know whether to believe, but in Hazel Green, Alabama, one night, it was the eve of my daddy's birthday, and I had no idea. Oh, wow. He said, I met a guy that worked, the man that worked with daddy, with dad, the, his first several times in WCW, in house shows, in dark matches, so that he would get used to working in such, in such of a big crowd because he had... I think he had come from Calgary because he was trained by the Hart family. Okay. Yeah. But um, anyway, that man, that what Another history tragic story. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what uh, amazing, what an amazing thing. Uh, did you ever, were you ever in a situation like, what's the worst that ever got for you during a match? Like, did you ever, do you ever have something where you're like, oh, God, this is not going the way that I thought it was going to go? And, and uh, maybe injuries or something happened or uh, something wild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was on all fours. I don't know who I was working um, on all fours. 
God was coming up. He was supposed to flatten his, you know, to do it correctly, he was going to be kicking me like he was punting a football, right? Uh So you kind of flatten out your foot a little bit. The, uh, his toes caught me and cracked my sternum. Oh. Ow. Whoa. I couldn't breathe the rest of the match, but I finished the match. Wow. Ow. (laughs) Another one, uh, broken ribs. That's common. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you don't, I, have with the concussions, I have found matches of me on YouTube and I didn't even know I worked against those people. What wow. was your ring? What was your ring name? What, what, what well, was it? Well, I started out as one working local territories, um, as I was the last guy to be known as the masked medic. Okay. okay? Uh, never worked as a masked intern, but I was the last guy. In fact, Let's see. My first match ever was against Jerry Oates out of Columbus, Georgia, who was a big regional star in mm-hmm. the southeastern United States. And then I began working shows for Jerry the Crusher Blackwell uh, and Ken Timms. Uh, I went then. I, I went as a masked guy, and uh, every once in a while... I guess I, I, I'm i trying to figure out. Jim Cornette did it. But um, we were sitting in a dressing room, and they wanted to come up with me. Not They didn't want Mark Smith, of course. So they said, uh, Jim said, Mark Collins. I said, okay. They said, now we got to figure out where you're going to be. Uh, Cornette said, well, I came up with a name. He ought to be from my hometown, Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> well, that's how that happened. And then uh, I worked as that, as that for a while. And then we had a new ring announcer or something like that. And the ring announcer asked me before the match. We were in the ring. He said, I can't make out this writing. What's your last name? I looked at it, and I couldn't figure it out either. <laughs> he said, the hell with it. He introduced me as Mark Smith, and I'm going against Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> <laughs> People end up cussing me the entire match, all the way to the dressing room. You're you're so fake. You're so you're such a chicken liver. You won't even use your real name. <laughs> Jody said, "Well, that does it for me. You're Mark." <laughs> that's, man, talk about irony right there. That's that's that's, that's funny. Stuff like that happens, though. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. How long were you active? How long? How long until you retired? Between four and five years. Okay. okay. Uh, maybe another year. Maybe an additional year. Just working small towns. Uh, I've worked big metropolises like Boaz, Alabama, <laughs> East Ridge, Tennessee. I think. Uh, Cleveland, Georgia which is North Georgia, and Jody used to work that all the time. Uh-huh. And that's kind of how I found out I was going to be in WCW. Uh, he called He called a house, and he said, uh, Mark, you know, Jody had that deep voice. Mark, 
Yes, sir, Mr. Jody. Uh, need to know if you'll be available. Can you be in Cleveland tonight? It's about 10, between 10 and 11 in the morning. I go, yes, sir. He's, I need you to work up there for me in a few more nights. I said, okay, sure. And uh, I said, uh, do you want me to report about six? He said, uh, uh, you don't need to worry about that. Uh, I said, well, Miss Jody, what time's bell time? Because from here, it takes me about two hours to drive to Cleveland. He says, uh, uh, change that drive and come on to CNN Center. I said, sir, come to CNN Center and pick up your plane tickets. You're going to be in Cleveland, Ohio tonight. Oh, yes, sir, Mr. Jody. <laughs> and I think I was at CNN Center. My butt was still in, in, in about 30 miles down the road. It ain't caught up to me yet. <laughs> I was hustling that day. That's amazing. And, uh, yeah, I mean that's that's how I found out I was hired. Now you know you're 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 you know you had a you had a career, and then you decide okay at a certain point for whatever reason you decide I'm going to hang it up. Was that transition difficult for you to come back oh, yes. to come back down to earth? And uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly. Uh, I told you this was going to be no holes. And for y'all listening out there, they didn't hear hardly any of this when we chatted earlier. I'd been married for three years to another woman. Uh, I was mean as homemade sin. I'm serious. Yeah. Uh, I had no problem going to a bar and bar fighting. Yeah, right. And I had this thing generally where I would knock the guy out or knock the guy down, take his woman, walk her up to the corner. I'd say, now it's time for you to go take take care of your boy and tell him to shut up. (laughs) And uh, so, but I came in off a trip. Uh, She told me, she said, I'm leaving. And because of the pain level, my my Sunday afternoons were uh, watching Georgia Tech play ba- play basketball. Bobby Crimmins was the head coach. I would on the table beside my chair. I would have Jack and vodka or something like that. My mixer. I would have on my left side on the floor. A uh, cooler with beer, and then with my with my alcohol, my my with my liquor, I would have uh, my ground up weed. Mm-hmm. So I would be rolling it, and yeah, and that, that's the way I took care of pain. Right. Yep. And it made me mean. Yep. I mean it, it. I mean just all that combined and the pain. Sure. I yeah. think the pain is what's the worst thing. Yeah. 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 For sure. And so she said she was leaving. Uh, I began cleaning the apartment, and I found a positive pregnancy test in the trash can. Damn. Man. I called her family for over four months. Finally, her aunt picked up the phone and said, uh, all I'm going to tell you has been taken care of. That's all I know. Damn. That's when I said, okay, screwed up enough. Went to someone's home, 
I just did not want to be by myself. You know, halfway crying to a crying like a baby. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I just look and grab a book that's on top of like an armoire or something. Happens to be a Bible. Pick it up. Goes to Proverbs. When I opened it up, it was right at Proverbs 1. I said, what is this about? And Proverbs is a crazy book. It tells you if you do this, this is going to be the result. Mm -hmm. So it was like I was getting my butt kicked. Wow. I mean— And she was long gone. Then I had people stopping me going to the hardware store. They were stopping me going into uh, Walmart. They were stopping me going into the grocery store. That's for Walmart carried groceries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Am I boring y'all with this? No, no, man. This is great. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, Grocery store, somebody. They always tell me the same thing. You don't have to go to, sir, uh, I'll, I have a word for you. First time, I thought the person was going to tell me a joke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Second time, I'm like, well, uh, 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 okay, I'll hear what you're going to say, but go ahead. Crap, it was the same thing first person said. By the time it happened, at least four times, if you came and tapped me on the back, I was ready to slap you. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, don't talk to me. I don't want to hear this no more. No, no, nada, no. Anyway, so uh, she, uh, so, um, God, happened a few more times. I stopped counting after seven. Everybody was somebody I didn't know. Mm -hmm. They all started out, I have a word for you. Hey, buddy. By the time I got number six, I got a word for you, too. Yeah, right. (laughs) You ain't heard it that much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I told you I'm real, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, anywho, uh, I go, okay, crap. This isn't going to happen. Oh. I'm going to go do it. Well, I happened to take one year of college right after high school. I was very dedicated. Uh, Let's see. My English teacher was Mr. Coors. My my math teacher was Coors Light. (laughs) And... (laughs) You know, yeah, yeah, been there, yeah. <laughs> and I ended with the, one of the most memorable. The dean told me when I went back and saw her, she said, "I remember you." That was one of the most memorable GPAs I've ever seen. I said, "Yes, ma'am." <laughs> it was one point one one. You tried to get that that low. <laughs> you got to work to be that yeah, stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here I am, man. She says she starts crying. Go get your books and go on to class. 
because I'm in college. I don't want to be in college. Anyway, I graduate. And I graduate with a 3.5. Nice. Then went to grad school. 3.75 in wow. grad school. Wow. And then I've got a job in a church, and all these foster kids start coming in. And from a guy being raised that had been raised in an area in the south, deep south, there was racism. Yeah. The KKK, when I was growing up, was still around. And I mean, they were thriving. Uh, they were in our Christmas, day, Christmas parade, seriously. Yeah. Uh, these kids start coming in and we start getting phone calls. And you can tell I'm snarling a little bit because I don't remember. My wife says, you said we were going to be foster parents one day. I said, no, I didn't. She said, you have concussions. Yes, you did. (laughs) Every time I forget something, you got concussions. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. So now I've got I get her back whenever she says something and I don't know I go I can't read, <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. That's but anyway, funny. <laughs> well, anyway, so real quick, uh, we found kids that were being abused in foster foster homes. We took them in. Now we had three biological children. We've got five adopted children. And that's not enough. No, it's not. Uh, what happens is that they're Hispanic, they're African American, they're all this. We walk in somewhere and people think we're a church group. Oh, and my Af- African American son, when he says, "Hey, Dad, man, I'm getting looks." Yeah, yeah. But you know what? That's my boy. Yeah. Hey, man, that's a noble thing to do. That is something that I wish more people that had the means to uh, to adopt uh, or to have kids and, and adopt is I wish there was more of that. There's a lot of suffering in this world. And unfortunately, kids, you know, they don't have any control over their situations. And um, now, did your dad did your dad live long enough to see that? happen with you or no okay no he passed away we uh he passed away with cancer uh we were living close in marshall texas which was only about 30 miles from where dr dead steve williams lived okay and it's actually the hometown of george foreman the boxer oh wow, oh, wow. so his granddaughter and my daughter became good friends wow and uh uh, but I'm sorry. Go ahead and ask me that question again. No, I was just uh, I was just asking if, your, dad da- if your dad, had, okay, you know, yeah. I, now, he didn't see it. But I can tell you this is that for all the crap. See, my dad was beaten with chains as a kid, as well. Yeah, he was beaten with chains. So. I remember the last time he hit me with his fist, I didn't go down. He tried to hug me and get all sweet, and I told him, if you touch me, I'll kill you. Uh, I slept with a baseball bat as a child because I would hit my dad if he ever tried anything yeah, else. Right. Um, 
my mom is great. Uh, she's not a saint. I'm not a saint, but my mom, my mom is great in a lot of ways. She did the absolute best she could. Uh, my dad was a bully. In fact, uh, the reason I think part of the reason I was decent in sports and everything, like I played football with Jesse Tuggle. He used to play with the Atlanta Falcons and stuff uh-huh. like that. There are actually some professional football players that I was actually uh, told that I was going to be recruited ahead of. Wow. Uh, Randy Baldwin, who played running back with the Cleveland Browns, uh, several. But baseball was my love. But anyway, uh, when my dad died, he had waited last minute. There was a plot he wanted to be buried in. One of my brothers and myself went and we dug the hole because it couldn't get machinery in there. Uh, we literally, I can say I have literally with my bare hands buried my father. Wow. That's no that's, small feat. No, that's intense. That's intense. And that is very hard to deal with psychologically yeah. when you're throwing that dirt in the hole and you seeing it hit the top of his casket. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. But this is what I learned. Number one, I learned, okay, I'm going to appreciate him. I'm going to appreciate him because he taught me in many ways how not to be. So I'm going to appreciate that. Yeah. So no hard feelings. Secondly, whereas some people, and I did, I looked at burying him as a mean thing actually what it really is and this is where we get so confused sometimes in our own lives is that we want to punish ourselves for something that we don't need to punish ourselves for i realized that burying my dad was the last act of love i could do to make sure that he was taken care of yeah yeah now you're starting to see the psychology yep and my my degrees are in psychology okay oh okay okay (laughs) Great. <laughs> yeah, now you're going. This guy is totally weird. But no, yeah. no, oh, it's no. great. <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. It's man. great. But yeah. See, and when I when I wrote the book, I know we've been going a while, and I apologize. No, uh, love uh, it. no, we're great. When writing the book, wrestling with demons. Number one, yeah, wrestling. I wrestled all this, but you know what you said, Barry, about people. You know, wishing people could do more or like with adoption or foster care or whatever. Uh, Sometimes people are so buried or beaten down because of their past that they don't understand they still can have a great influence. Yeah. Uh, So we, we as human beings love to punish ourselves. And those of us that don't punish ourselves seem to be the ones that in Chicago are uh, taking violence and things out on other people, like 40 carjackings a day, pulling people out of their vehicles and beating them to death. I mean, what does it say when people that work for the Oakland city government, they have to close down offices and change their hours so that the people can walk safely. Yeah. If they open the doors, walk safely to their place of business. Yeah. I mean, 
guys, we're my my son, one the one that's autistic, asked me the other day. He said, "Dad, do you think there'll ever be another civil war?" I mean, and he was just thinking race wise, right? I said, "Son, I think we're in civil war, really, because uh, you." We we are seeing people rebel, and it's like people just want to shoot each other for no other reason, but they're different. Right. Yeah. That stinks. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. You know what's 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 the weird what's a weird story to me? And out here, I'm giving your name a plug here. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's 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 I think so weird is the fact we've got history that we can look back on and see how hatred and things like that, how it can contaminate, it can ruin a society. And guess what? We're hating each on each other today. And then what they're doing is the first thing they want to put on their new, on the news is that so-and-so's hating. And I'm sorry, hate is a disease. Hate spreads. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you this, if I may, and that is to your audience, and to y'all too, and I, I, you, y'all are wonderful. I love y'all to death. Y'all my brothers now. You got me whether you want me or not. Well, no, on it. great. No, we're, great. Yeah, no, we're great. Uh, we yeah, got you. Sure. We're, we're happy All right. that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, but God does not make junk. Let's make it real clear. Yeah. I mean, think about it. We can tell everybody that's listening today, and we have really talked about weird stuff, you know, how can one life have this and that and that and that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my, humor's at time is, my humor at time is weird. I look weird. I mean, I'm just weird. I fit your show. Anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> this is weird, too, because, you know, we can also talk about all this stuff and say, okay, because – People, I know, are listening to your show because y'all are great guys and because they can be entertained and everything. And all I'm trying to do right now, if it's okay, is insert a little bit for those that might be hurting to say, hey, I can tell you that these men right here, Adam and Barry, this is to you listeners. I want you to know, number one, they're the real deal. And number two, they do care. Now, this is not a... Uh, church ministry thing, blah, blah, blah. But I want to tell you what, if you've been listening to them a long time, I bet if there's something wrong, if you're thinking about doing something horrible to yourself or to somebody else, I bet they would listen to you and help you out. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are, are, I'm looking at these guys, I don't know uh, if you've ever seen them or what's what is and what's not on video and all this stuff but these guys are caring and right now they are looking me looking at me dead in the eye and they know and i can tell you they mean what they're saying yep and you in this world where everybody seems to be hating on somebody these are two guys that aren't hating on nobody get get become their fans uh be their patrons, uh, be their listeners, and know that you really do have a friend or friends that you're listening to. 
We appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, yeah. We, I mean that that I'm you know I'm a little bit uh, a little bit uh, tongue tied and speechless about that, but you know because I'm it's very uh, kind of you and to say that and it meaningful uh, for us, you know, and and, and we try uh, we try to do to be. We try to make everybody comfortable here listening. We try to make everybody feel accepted and to feel like they're safe. And, you know, and I think that extends beyond the podcast. This is just how we are raised. You know, it's it's how our families were. My dad, uh, you know, and, and and Barry's parents, you know, Barry and I grew up together, literally. Oh, okay. our, our, our moms were pregnant at the same time. That's how far back we go. Um, so we've been best friends all of our lives and, and, you know, we've, uh, this is just us and this is the extension of us and this is us being able to, you know, to, to be here for each other and hang out and spend time with each other since we don't live so close together, but also to make new friends, talk to old friends. We've had a lot of our old friends on here, exchange, um, stories, which we love. It's one of the things that we hold dear is to be able to sit down and talk to somebody, hear the hear about their life, hear hear about their experiences, and you know, and just you know, tell them you know, and and say thank you for sharing with that. So, thank you, Mark, for sharing all of your stories with us because these have been fantastic, yeah. and we love them. And uh, sorry, my phone went off there, and we, uh, you know, we would love. Absolutely love to have you back on again yeah. to hear some more stories. Sure. Well, thank you. For sure. Sure. I mean, you know, it's strange how you can, for, for, for our listeners, it's strange how I'd never met these guys before. They never saw me before today. Literally, 20, 25 minutes is all we had talked or whatever. And we were just basically just high, kind of getting to know each other. It was actually laughing together, and this is what's very important. See, they are unusual, or they may be different than what a lot of you listeners are used to, because you can trust them. I trusted them with my stories today, with with my life. And if I can do that, I'm going to tell you, for those of you that you feel like you're not connecting with anybody, you feel lonely, connect with these guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, and and this right here today is proof that you don't have to know somebody 30 years before you can look at them and go, man, I love these guys. These guys are great. They're they're where I would be in their corner in a heartbeat. Well, if they need it. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's what we, we just, we share in the human experience and that's what we try to do here. And everyone has a story and, and that story oftentimes kicks off really interesting discussions about mm-hmm. what, are, what is your belief system? What what is your space in this weird universe that we all live in? Uh, 
a man like yourself that's had such an interesting life. What can I learn from you? Like you have stories that I enjoy listening to and I get to, to replay some of my childhood through your stories and I can connect with that. And a lot of people out there listening to this will connect with that. It's going, you know, I'm, I'm so um, Adam and I say this every week, but we're so blown away with, with how much people are willing to share the amount of heart that they're willing to bear. Um, they put themselves out there. And oftentimes these are stories that you don't tell a lot of people. Now you've written a book obviously. And so it's out there, but, um, but it's just, uh, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. We are so, um, humbled by, by having, created something that you, you know, a man like yourself participates in and, and we get an opportunity to connect with you and it's fantastic. We love it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we this it. is, uh, you, you, you guys have made my day. You may have made my week. I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, uh, <laughs> call us on Sunday. <laughs> there you go. That's, right. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, please. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, trying to do this as a promo or anything like that. So I'm going to say, if you get it, share it with somebody. Uh, it's wrestling with demons yes. by Mark and Brenda Smith. And you, uh, there, there are a few story wrestling. There's wrestling stories in there. I bear it all. Like I do right here. Uh, I want you to be able to trust listeners, please. You're not going through this alone. You can, and 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 I hope this doesn't change any of your any of y'all's opinion of the show, listeners. That we were able to laugh and share all these stories. Then we are taking just a few minutes here because, and I don't know why there may be that special listener or that, that special circumstance the listener is going through right now. If it is, you know who you are. Uh, but. A lot of people go through life without love or they don't feel like they're loved. But just remember that the one way you can be sure that you're loved is by opening your heart so that you're allowed to be loved. You allow others to love you. So please do that. Uh, I do. uh, Barry, Adam, y'all are fantastic we are going to – this is going to be a long uh, – unless I have a heart attack tonight, this is going to be a long friendship. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. My luck, I would say that and just kill over. <laughs> Where's Mark? Where's Mark? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's great. Hey, how do you have a do you have an Instagram or a Facebook or anything? Anyway, yes. p- Gmail, email, whatever. A way yeah, for wrestling people to- with demons. Dot Smith, uh, wrestling with demons. Dot Smith. That will take to, that. That's our Facebook. There's a place on our Facebook that will also take you to the website. Uh, we are uh, accepting bookings. Uh, one thing and for face to face things and whatever to share the story. You know, listeners. I think, and I know our host here understand this, but. There is such a beauty in connecting, truly connecting with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I I hope we're able to 
uh, get some bookings and get out there because I just love connecting with everybody, being able to shake their hands, and l- at least let everybody know that for their that moment, they know they're loved. Yeah, you get what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. Absolutely. Somebody cares. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We agree. so. Guys, thank y'all so much. Listeners, I want to say thank you. And this is my moment to say, hey, love you. And if you uh, are hurting about something, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give these guys permission to give y'all my email, my personal email, things like that. And maybe we can have a conversation or whatever. This is just all about helping and loving and sharing like you said sharing these weird stories and and one other thing uh right quick this is something guys you don't know uh my son one of my sons my my, my biological son austin he just got engaged and the thing about austin is that when we were when he was two years old he was rushed to parkland hospital where JFK was, you know, taken. Yeah. Uh, he was turning blue because his body, all the platelets had dissolved in his body. Whoa. My son was dying. Wow. Uh, he was, they checked his blood. They had to do it very carefully. I mean, we're talking, my son was on a 24-hour uh, observance because we were told that if he scratched his knee, he would bleed to death before we got him to the hospital. Wow. Yeah. 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 And uh, anyway, about four to five months later, he's getting all the, he's getting tested. There's no platelets, no platelets, no platelets. My wife gets a phone call. And the doctor tells her, says, I don't really know how to tell you this. And we're thinking that he's got borrowed time. He's on borrowed time. Yeah. Yeah. They said literally millions, hundreds of millions of platelets instantly appeared in his blood. Wow. Today he's getting married. Wow. So what I want you to know, guys, is listeners, is if you think, Man, there's nothing that can be done with me. I'm a lost cause. I'm whatever. Well, guess what? If the big man upstairs can take a child who's about to die and give him a whole life, I can tell you this. The big big man upstairs, if you uh, maybe give him a little shout out, you may be surprised. You may find out there's a lot more left for you, too. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. What a story. What a story. So man, that's that's awesome, Mark. Thank you for uh, for sharing that, and uh, yeah. that's a that's a great way to end this, man. We appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I we, love you guys. So we like, love we you, love Mark. You too. And yeah, we've I think we've definitely become fast friends over this uh, hour and a half or wherever we've been chatting. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely. Uh, definitely have to have you back on to share some more stories and and laughter because it's yeah. been that was a lot of fun and uh, you, you have definitely I know we've got you've got tons more experiences to share and uh, and yeah we definitely would love to have you back. Well, thank you, thank you. I'll be happy to do it, and I will tell you 
the story next time of how I thought I had wet myself in the ring and that I was dying on national television. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. We got a bookmark. Okay. Yep. For okay. Sure. Awesome. All right. Okay, Mark. Sure Thank you, man. We appreciate you, dude. Yes, that was amazing. And we appreciate all really, really appreciate all the kind things you said that. Yeah. Just, yeah. just you know, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm humbled yeah. and, uh, you know, and Thank just, you. well, just saying what you are, yeah. everybody <laughs> needs to get bragged on a little bit. Thanks, man. Thank you, man. <laughs> hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store. Our merch store. I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get What's Your Weird Story merch? Huh. How do we get that What's Your Weird Story merch? What's dash your, spelled Y-E-R, dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's correct get in touch with us go buy some merch we got some cool stuff yeah dude and you know what? If any of our listeners out there has some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a t-shirt, get a hold of us. Maybe it'll happen. Oh, man, that was I had such a great time talking to Mark and could do that for days. And I'm sure we'll have him back on. But. I just, uh, I, I love the pro wrestling stuff so much, yeah. and those stories were so cool. The inner kid in me was loving every moment of that, man. Yeah, dude. And it's just cool to hear about the behind-the-scenes kind of stuff, especially yeah. back in the day. You yeah, know? Like, man. Because uh, I'm sure it's a different world today because, you know, back in, when he was doing it, it's all these little small companies, yep. and you did a lot of traveling, and uh, you were on the road, and it wasn't on a, in a big bus. You were just dudes would rent a car or, or buy, yeah. have a car and pile in it and go from one place to another. Um, if you like those kind of stories, you know, uh, the J, uh, Jim Ross has a great podcast for that. Uh, oh, that's uh, Grill, cool. Grill and JR is what it's called. Nice. It's fantastic. Um, that's uh, cool. Where he's just telling stories about back in the day and about, you know, all the, the wrestling stories. And it's I like to check it out every once in a while, because, especially yeah. when it's like back in the day stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and but, some Oklahoma connections in there, too, which yeah, I thought yeah. was cool. You know? Yeah, definitely, dude. We love those Oki connections. We're proud of being Okies and and our uh, and the, anything that's connected to uh, Oklahoma. We, we most of the things connected to Oklahoma, I should yeah. say. Yeah. We're very happy. We're excited to hear about. But like, yeah, just, you know, him living the life that he's lived, you know, growing up in that still kind of segregated South, you yeah, know, yeah. in that, that, you know, he was talking about George um, Wallace, I think that was the governor or is it? Uh, yeah, I think it was Wallace, uh, who was this, you know, um, well, well, well-known uh, Southern governor um, and a uh, uh, politician who was very racist and and proud to be racist. Right, right. And um, but towards you know the end of his life, um, 
he did like have a come around and couldn't see how stupid he yeah. and fr- how he how stupid he was by f- having those things and how you yeah. know that had been taught you know to him and how he and he rejected all of that and he was you know yeah. very very you know apologetic as much as you can be for being such a terrible person but um but you know just you know going from being small town guy with you know probably no not not much prospect you know yeah. just you know you know had a great mom abusive dad um but then like you know getting in a bad wreck before getting you're able to go yeah. to yep. be you know after you've been recruited by the Braves you know they nowadays they might do you know have something where they would help him out and yeah. rehab and stuff then that was just well sorry that was, yeah that wasn't yeah that wasn't a thing but, back then yeah but just having that you know the uh, fortune of uh, you know having his friend be Chief uh, Jay Strongbow's son and yeah. getting making that connection getting pulled into so cool uh, this you know this life of yes. uh, of the of the mat yes. um yes just you know such a cool just, story yeah dude really you know, and not many people have led that kind yeah. of life no no and it's a dying breed you know yeah 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 um yeah, that's why we love stories like that. You know, people who have these unusual lives. That's a weird, it's a weird life. It's unusual for most of us. For sure. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, we one of our friends uh, was a uh, you know he was a pro wrestler or semi pro wrestler uh, for quite a number of years. Uh, Gary Tool. Um, uh, AKA What's up, Coach? Coach Tool. And uh, he was he was a good guy in one part of the state of Oklahoma and a bad guy in the other part of the state where he wore a it's mask. Great. And it's great. People loved him wearing a mask. When he told me uh, that he was going to start getting into pro wrestling, uh, I was like, dude, you got to wear a mask. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, nobody was wearing a mask really yeah. at that point. Yeah. And uh, I was like, you got to wear a mask, man. And he was like, no, no, no. Because I always loved the mask guys. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You know? Oh Mark yeah, was a mask guy for a while too. But I always loved that Mr. Wrestling was always one of my favorites. Yeah. Um. But then, but yeah, Gary wore a mask for a while as Doctor X, I think, or something it's like great. that. It's great. Um. It's awesome. But <laughs> we got to get him on. We got to get I'm him. I'm trying, on. dude. I'm trying. We. Yeah. You know. Let's make he's it happen. Man. He's a busy man. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. For dude, sure. It, 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 this is a, also kind of a timely episode. Um. As Mark talked about his friend. Uh, uh, Brian Pillman and how he, uh, who sadly, you know, was died much too young. Uh, and he was talking about how he met his son and he was talking to his son. Well, Brian Pillman Jr. Well, he, in the news recently, I don't know if you knew this, um, there was a student who, uh, a middle school student, I think, who overheard uh, some conversations or something, discovered a plan for another student to bring uh, or to bring you know a gun to school for a shoot for you know a shooting a mass shooting okay um, and there and and uh, that ki- the kid that found out about it uh, reported it and to an adult to to the you know they was reported to the police and they were able to stop that shooting and that was uh, Brian Pillman junior's son wow uh so you know it was like wow this this you know brian pillman's grandson wow uh that's cool i didn't know that 
Yeah, dude, that wow. was, uh, it was in the news. I saw that, and it was just you know, it was really him. cool that, that this yeah. young man, he's young boy. I mean, you know, yeah. he's an elementary, middle schooler, I think. You know, stopped that. You know, and, and like he got a, you know, he's been recognized like as a hero and all. Good of for that him. Stuff. Nice. Like, that's what you do. You know, that's so. cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, if you got a story, come on, guys. We we, we want to talk to you. Uh, you you know how it goes. The, you know these are great conversations that we have with friends, and uh, you know we 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 know that everyone's got a story out there to tell. So get in touch with us. Let's do it. Yes, let's. You can get a hold of us through uh, our email wywspod at gmail dot com. Or you can contact us through our Facebook, uh, through our Instagram. You can uh, e- you, know, you're, you can email us again, uh, wywspod at gmail.com. Uh, you know, uh, we love to hear your stories. We love to hear about your life, um, you know, your, or your family, you know, family stories. We love to hear that. Um We've uh, we've got a lot of good stuff coming down the way, yep. but we always are you know we want to keep want to keep it loaded so that we uh, can provide to you uh, great new exciting fun stories, uh, wild stories, mind blowing stories week after week, uh, like we do, and uh, it's it's you know at Mark Mark said uh, he he was very kind to us. There at the end, he gave us a lot of praise and said some very kind things. And, you know, we are humbled by that. And we're very, yeah. um, you know, thankful and appreciative of that. So, Absolutely. you know, uh, that endorsement that he gave us. So hopefully, you know, if you're um, a little bit weary of, of, you know, maybe it's not us you're scared of. Uh, maybe it's just a microphone or sharing your story. We'll make it fun. We'll laugh. We love to have laughs. Yeah. Uh, we and just great conversations that start from you know the the seeds of a story will create great conversations. Absolutely. And, and sharing of ideas and other other stories and 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 laughter and 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 genuine emotion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Join us next week uh, and the week after and the week after till, uh, you know, uh, infinity, uh, We you know, because we're not putting a uh, until we run out of stories. Uh, well, even then, we will probably keep going some <laughs> form or another. Yes. Because uh, we enjoy doing this too Absolutely. much. We enjoy spending time with you guys uh, out there. Weirdsville, we appreciate you so much. So. Join us again next week, and uh, we'll have another great Whopper for you. Uh, In the meantime, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird.
The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.